Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. I'm Randy Carricker. The Blues are in Tampa tonight to take on the Lightning. And the inaugural voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning will be in the building. But he's not broadcasting for Tampa. He's the voice of your St. Louis Blues on Bally Sports. It's John Kelly who joins us every Tuesday morning here on the opening drive. J.K., good morning. How are you doing? Now, how did you know that, Randy? I think we were working together when you departed. (laughs) Yes, right. You have a good memory, my friend. Thank you. I, I want, for those that aren't aware of it, I want you to describe the scene for Tampa home games in that first year. Well, they played at a place called Expo Hall. It was on the grounds of the Florida State Fairgrounds. Um, it was a building that seated about 10,000, and they normally had um, shows you know, for the fair in there, you know, livestock shows and things like that. So they had to put some money into the building. Um, but it certainly wasn't, uh, quite honestly, an NHL-caliber rink. Um, literally during the fair, they had, I think they had a game during the, the state fair, and um, the players' uh, locker room, um, uh, the door opened up into the, into the outside, and, the, and they were selling corn dogs and cotton candy right outside the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, and the players would go back there between periods, and you know, I don't know if they had a corn dog or what, but... It was a uh, surreal um, experience, to say the least. Uh, but, you know, then they went to the Dome, Randy, which was even as crazy where they play baseball now. Um, and, and they've been here at Emily Arena now for, you know, you know, since probably, you know, 99 or so, um, which is a great venue. But uh, the early stages uh, featured a couple of unique venues, no question. Wow, that is uh, incredible. Well, of course, we have to ask you about this. This is a very, very small sample size, just two games since we've had the coaching change. What have you noticed from Drew Bannister? Well, I think that the biggest thing that I've noticed is the players are playing um, more on their toes. And, you know, especially in the neutral zone, uh, you know, players like Krug and Falk and really the whole defensive group, um, a guy like Tucker, I've noticed, has played with more confidence. So, you know, I think you get that with, with a coaching change that um, every player, um, sort of like when you have a new teacher, you want to impress the teacher, and that's what they're doing right now. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen is they're playing on their toes and, and their play in the neutral zone has been really good. And when they're breaking plays up like they did the other night in the second and third period against Dallas, um, they're attacking and scoring goals off the rush. And, and this team is – is a much better team than I think people expect or think off the rush. And they can score off the rush, as we saw the other night, uh, you know, especially a guy like Jordan Kyrou. So, um, obviously, it's a short sample size. Drew Bannister 
by the way, the second ever drafted player by Tampa Bay back in 1992. Um, he comes home tonight, um, obviously as a head coach for the first time here in Tampa Bay. You talk about playing on their toes and, and I guess being more aggressive. Is that solely because of something Drew Bannister has implemented or is that just the the understanding of the firing of Craig Berube and what's expected now? Yeah, I think it's the latter, um, Kerry. And, you know, I think it's obviously expected that that would happen. Um, you know, Braden Shen talked about it the other day um, before the game against Dallas. And, you know, he was asked what Bannister wants. And, you know, he said, you know, you know play aggressively, play north or check, skate, and he said it's really what Chief wanted, but it's a different message. So, I mean, most coaches preach the same thing, quite honestly, um, and it is. It's a different message, and, uh, you know, you could argue that the message from Barubi got stale after six years, like any coach. I'm not saying he wasn't a great coach. It is a great coach, um, but you, you can see how, how the same message with a different voice could have an effect, and if you look at some of the coaching changes that have been made this season um, in Minnesota and Edmonton, um, both of those teams have played very well. And, of course, Ottawa fired its coach yesterday. So, unfortunately, in, in the game of hockey and most sports, you can't, you can't fire or trade 23 players. And, unfortunately, the coach uh, a lot of times is a scapegoat. J.K., I find it really interesting in, in hockey, and it doesn't seem to apply in other sports, and maybe it's because of the length of the season, but for whatever reason, most coaches, 99% of them, do ultimately lose the ear of their players, and for whatever reason, John Cooper hasn't in Tampa. And yesterday, Craig Ruby was on the show and talked about how leadership is a big part of that. And I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. But Cooper's had pretty much the same leadership group in place. Maybe that's the reason that he's been able to keep the ear of all of those players is because people like Stamkos and Hedman have been around for such a long time. And they buy into what he's saying and they it goes to the other players. Yeah, I agree, and, and that's a big reason why the Blues had the success they had for many years, including their Stanley Cup year, is the leadership group was so so good on and off the ice. And you're right. I mean, players like Kucherov and Point and, and Hedman and, and, and guys like that and Stamkos, the captain, um, have been elite players. I think the other thing, Randy, is that they've had success, right? Um, you know, when you win back-to-back Cups and then you lose in the final – so three straight years to the Stanley Cup final, you know, you're having a lot of success. So even though some players might not love John Cooper, um, some love him, some don't, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. If the team's having success and the leadership buys in, then the rest of the group is going to follow. So I think those are the two things to me. I think the coach, Coach Berube is right. Um, when, when the top guys um, buy in and you have success, it's a pretty good combination to have. And by the way, same thing in Boston, and I know that they've turned over, but part of the reason that they're for success, I'm sure, is because Bergeron and Marchand and, and that group have been together for such a long time, and there's a culture, there's a, an inherent culture of having those winning players on your team. Yeah, and, and the Blues have had that. You know, it really started, Randy, if you go back in time, it started back in, you know, say, 09 when the Blues made that miracle run for the playoffs with Andy Murray as, as the head coach. And, you know, they had, you know, the captain at the time was David Backus. And then um, as they moved on from Andy Murray, Hitch came in and they started to acquire most of the players that were part of the Stanley Cup team, um, Pareko's and, and, you know, Bo Meester and, you know, the guys up front. So they had great culture and great players for a number of years, and they still have a number of them, obviously. And that's the key for the Blues right now is sort of in this transition is, you know, players like like the captain, Braden Shen, Pareko, and Letty, the older guys, Falk, 
they've got to pass the torch on and they've got to teach these young guys what it means to be prepared and ready to play and things like that. So the culture doesn't, doesn't diminish at all. And that's the key. um, I think to, to getting through any kind of transition um, is that just have it passed on, on to others. Recently in these past two games, what's the biggest difference that you've seen in Jordan Cairo's game? Well, I do think that, you know, in the first game when he was booed, he, he, he did, you know, he did look a little nervous and he admitted that it was the hardest game um, that he's played. And the last game Dallas was maybe his best game of the season. Uh, he also had a great game against Montreal this year when I think he had nine shots on goal as well. So, you know, the biggest thing to me is he skates with confidence and he, he uses his outside speed and, you know, had, had a great goal, the breakaway goal, um, set up the game winner from Preco using his speed. So when he does that, he's really hard to contain. I think it's pretty obvious. And, you know, he's, he's, um, he can't be careless with the puck. And, you know, that's the one thing that, that Jordan still at times um, reverts to is he's, he's careless with the puck. He's a young player. Um, I talked to Joey Vitale about that. He's, he's probably said this on your show, but when a young player is in junior hockey and he's a dominant player, he always has the puck. He doesn't have to worry about getting the puck back. And you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. So, you know, it's an evolution for Jordan. It's a learning process. He's, he's improved greatly, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, but at times, he still is careless with the puck. So I think the biggest thing for him is to use his speed and, and to be very careful when he does have the puck and not get away. John Kelly, enjoy these two games and several days in Florida. And then Merry Christmas to you and your family. Have a, a wonderful holiday season, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, thanks for having me, and Merry Christmas to you guys, and happy holidays to all of your great listeners on 101. Thank you, J.K. That is John Kelly, the TV voice of the Blues. I'm Bally Sports here on 101 ESPN.